Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the George Carmona podcast. Run GMC is no longer. We are the GCP, um, not PCP. Very easily to get confused. Very big difference. But uh, in studio today, I have uh, the Loch Ness Lonster, Lonnie. You were my second ever episode, second podcast ever. And now transferring over to GCP, we're in my house in the studio you want to just describe the studio right now the studio is modeled after one of our favorite will ferrell movies, uh of semi-pro it's got the beautiful teal orange uh background really nice and he's also got some sound panels on the wall black and purple great color scheme it's a little conflicting with the rest of the colors in the room but you know you do what you can for the fans but um honestly the evolution of the gcp as it is now is pretty astounding because I mean, his second podcast ever, we did a Zoom call and I was on my phone and now I'm like in studio. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's not going to lie. Difference. Like, yeah, I feel so much more. Prof- I feel like I'm on the JRE. Yeah, yeah. no, that's so that's the it's, evolu- the, it's the evolution of it. I uh, there's a couple more things I want to do to this room. I have this L shaped desk in my room here and L shape. That's the best shape. You think it would be right? Lonnie. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I was like, uh, maybe it's just Lonnie's favorite architectural design is L's favorite letter. Um, that's why we where we always land at, and when we play Warzone, is the L-shaped buildings. Oh yeah. No, no I'm just kidding. Course. No, if you play with Lonnie and you're not going to Superstore, then it might be a then you're not playing. It might be an imposter, Lonnie, that you're playing with. Oh, among us, there might be an imposter among us. Speaking of which, we're gonna have to play that very soon. No, can we? That game I think awesome. we jump straight into talking about Among Us because I was told about this game early last week for the first time ever and um i played it with my students like crazy how did you hear about it uh youtube you know a lot of youtubers i follow like started playing it even streamers on twitch it got really big and of course you know word of mouth like you're just gonna see this game on the internet somewhere because i mean it's it plus it's so simplistic it's probably like the most simple murder mystery type game out there but wow, is it like that game is just really phenomenal with the way it like uh, the way you have to figure everything out and, you know, breaking friendships and all that beautiful stuff. But it's so so like I teach the social emotionally challenge or socially emotionally. I hate saying challenge because they're not challenged. They just they have a tough time dealing with their emotions. Yeah. Challenge. It's going to change. I promise you it won't be challenged forever. There's probably a more PC. I can't. Um. They have it specialized teaching and something. I don't care. Anyways, so my kids have a tough time managing their emotions. And most of the time, right, these kids get placed in my class because they have a lot of behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. So when you play a game like this where you're accusing people of doing stuff, right, you're really honing in on the skill of just being like humble, not taking anything, not not taking anything personal, right? They, They understand it's the a game and it's huge you know what i mean because and that's the problem you don't want to get accused of something you obviously didn't do but in the situation with the game no one knows anything like if you've ever seen the thing that you know the classic horror movie or the remake if you wanted to waste your time watching that <laughs> but if you've ever seen the thing then you'd know it's like a murder mystery type deal and they don't know who's who like they don't know if who they really say they are you know they could be the alien and that's basically the whole point of the game and it's it's really fun yeah, honestly so you, there's uh we play uh, with 10 people i always play with 10 i 
just to get the, yeah get the yeah. full get the full lobby in i play um my favorite setting is a two imposter kind of setting so um and some love the two imposter and i never play it though because i don't have people to play it with so. so no that's why i wanted to uh bring up us playing it as like a friend group like you know your brothers got are their girlfriends junior his girlfriend or friend <laughs> I literally heard about that situation from your parents. Yeah, just now. it's not like, bad. I mean, he's he's a stud. We'll just leave it. He's that. going down his own path. He's doing it the right way, though. They're great. Cause I said yeah. she came over today. She came over today when they, they were together. So yeah, that's right. He was like, "You want me to come pick you up?" Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I because he came over to get his haircut, and I was I figured I was like, "Oh, perfect. You Line go pick up, up Lonnie, and then bam." But Come he on didn't over. see when because I planned on going to your parents' house with my mom, so I didn't know he had his girlfriend with him. He just said, like, hey, uh, I'll pick you up and take you to Georgia's. And I was like, mm, no, I have some stuff to do with my mom. For That's sure. all right. And then yeah. I didn't I had no idea his girlfriend was with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, friend. friend. We don't want to get used. Obviously. We don't need so, labels. I'm back to among us. This game, um, it's excellent. If you guys haven't downloaded it or if you guys have just seen the memes and you're like, man, should I play this? Because you could play it with random people. The memes are amazing. There's a chat feature. I wish that one thing they need to add is a voice. Though, like you can like when there's a meeting or something, you should. Yeah. To be able to talk to the lobby and discuss mm -hmm. rather than because if you're not in the same room or like on a discord chat, zoom call, whatever it is, then it, then it is tough because you're just typing and it's hard to put a motion behind just text. And it's hard to really defend yourself the proper way because when you get really emotional, obviously someone might tell, okay, this guy's super emotional. Yes. He might be, he's probably telling the truth. Yes. Or it can, that's what's great. Yes. No, I, and like it's, it's, it's excellent. It's a well-made game. It reminds me, right. Of um, the simplicity and the, and the way it's like blowing up a, like a fun run. It's reminding me of like fun run and how, yep. like for like a short span there, um, fun run came out when I was in, late middle school, freshman year, high school for me. And then they had like fun run two and all the other ones. But yeah. it was literally the same thing. You saw nothing but memes or people posting their times and stuff. And it was super fun. So um, I'm glad we we're able to bring that up because that's like popping right now. Yeah, no, super pop. Play among us. Be the, oh my God. So I'll tell you cool, last little funny story. So in my class, there is a student of mine who his little sick, his six year old sister has been like, hanging out with him like while you know we're in our our google meet class over video and she just loves talking like cannot stop talking <laughs> to us and it kind of like just in like blew my mind um this this little girl is so funny she's like um you know when are we gonna play among us you know i'm like trying to go over like a math lesson and she's like so among us after this i'm like joseph if you don't get your sister and take her off of this mic right now i'm gonna lose it on you bro because it was cute. No among us later. It was so. cute at first, right? You're like, and the beautiful, then beautiful, the beauty of you. And then like day three of it comes, and you're just like, okay, all right, we're we okay. have enough of this. But she's hilarious. Uh, she doesn't realize that the video camera's on. So me and Cameron the other day caught her picking her nose, <laughs> and then thus looking around. She picked her nose, looked around, ate it, looked back around. <laughs> it was the, the funniest fun. fucking thing I have ever Lo seen. And behold, everyone received it every yeah she didn't i mean she yeah completely oblivious and then she doesn't call herself the imposter she calls herself the impasas <laughs> she That's says joseph i'm the impasas and we're like 
Gina, you can't say when you're the imposter. And when she keeps interrupting, you're like, just wait till I'm the imposter. Oh my God, bro. Okay. So I, I'll tell you my strat real quick um, on like how to kill people. You have to like, we do ours through like a Google meet meeting. So like um, whenever we have a meeting or something, I'll be like, you know, you got to follow me, bro. Like, I don't trust you. You got to go to the communications room and then boom, pick people. You got to like call people out to like follow you. You'd be like, watch, you see, I'm not the imposter. Boom. Stab me. See, but do they know to mute themselves after they die? Yes, yeah. we, we do uphold the rules of once you're dead, you are anonymity. muted. Anonymity yes. or whatever. Yeah. You're muted and you, you treat it like you're an actual dead person. Because in normal among us, like from the gameplay, like I see like streamers and stuff doing, they usually, um, they'll have two imposters and then throughout the whole round, like of doing tasks, you're not talking. Like no one's talking or anything. There's no communication when you're yeah, doing no, tasks. No, we don't talk during the task either. Okay. Yeah. That's why I said during the meeting, I tell oh, people. Oh, be like, oh, okay, yeah. that's what you meant. Yes, I thought yes. you meant like you're talking during the task. No, no, so. that would be too easy. I was going to say that would be too be, they would figure it yeah. out. I would hope they would figure it out. Yeah, no, that would be too easy. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. moving on from the game that everyone is talking about right now, let's talk about the, the game. You know, they're not getting the ratings that it would if it was a Celtics Lakers finals. But, you know, not at all. We got the Lakers in heat game on right now. Game two. Um, Right now, LA leads the series 1-0. There's three minutes left in the second quarter, and the Heat are actually, like, you know, holding on. Holding on. It might be dear for life. dear life. It, is. it might be for dear <laughs> life, but they're holding on. You know, oh, that was a double dribble if I've ever seen one. Um, but I think this series is as good as done if Gordon Drogic, well, Gordon Drogic is done for the series. Um, mm-hmm. But Bam Adebayo comes back. If he doesn't come back, possibly then it's next game. Done. Yeah. Um, they're a good team. The Heat are relying on a 2-3 zone right now. And, you know, if the Lakers don't hit their shots, then, you know, the, the, the Heat give themselves a chance. Yeah. But we'll get back to that eventually. Let's talk about um, what went on. Hold on. I hope you guys, like, can hear that fan right there. This fan is going bananas. We got to turn the fan down. It's moving the speed of light. We're going to talk gonna about talk. the debate, Lonnie. So if you want to start giving your takes on what you saw. Oh, the debate. I didn't watch the whole thing. I mean, I feel like nobody with half a brain could have actually sat through that whole thing. And say what you want about either party. They were both absolutely ridiculous during the debate. I know Trump uh, would, I say Trump probably did uh, interrupt a bit more than uh, Biden did. But to say that Biden didn't interrupt at all, just a complete lie and just, you know, and just not true. And I don't even want to get into my politics personally because I don't feel the need to. Yeah. But. From them just talking together, like they seriously need to like learn some serious manners. Well, like I don't know. Like, let me just tell like, you this, is, and this is what I wanted to get into when I said let's bring up the debate. They do this. They they have a series of three debates, right? Two hours long, national television. Of course, everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be watching. But for the love of Christ, these are the people that are gonna be running our country, and we're giving them two hours to to do what they just did. This is what this is what it's going to be. And not have any meaningful conversation. That's the biggest. Make part. it four hours. Make it six hours. Let's go. Let's just have like a you know because at the end of the day, like you said, politics can get very dry. So, and especially when they're not talking about anything serious, they get asked these questions, and all they're doing is just trying to push their agenda across. Biden's yelling, Trump. Biden answers every question with Trump isn't doing this. 
and I'm going to do it better. And he rarely talks about how he's going to go about doing it better, which I like to see, you know, I I like to see like some policy stuff. Like, what are you truly going to enact? Yeah. Like let's hear some meaningful propositions from both. Like let's have a meaningful conversation. And like, I think they needed a new moderator for sure. Cause that moderator definitely was on Biden's side most of the time. I noticed, but he was a Fox News guy. He's a Fox News guy, which it or not. did Isn't it crazy? which did that did surprise me when I looked it up. I was like, this guy's got to be on CNN. But I saw he was on Fox. And I was like, wow, that's surprising because I know uh, Fox is the more conservative side. Yeah, but I see that's where I think he um he knew he had to cover his base because like if he favors Trump, then you know it loses. You lose the whole. Um, what is that balance? And that's what's hard about Coverage. having about about picking a moderator. There's there's no one that's like a there's no one that's equally for both sides. There, there's there, you can't pick a moderator that will be completely like you completely can try equal. your best. You can try your best. Yeah, like you can make a valiant effort, but for the most part, you're not going to find someone that's yeah not a little bit more leaning towards. Yeah. So I I talked about the way Biden answered questions, and I'll talk about the way Trump answered questions. Trump is trying to uh, just kind of flame the shit out of biden like he's trying to bring up all the dirt yeah that biden doesn't want to come out which you know he brought up the whole how his son got dishonorably discharged from the military Mm -hmm. for cocaine use um Mm -hmm. he brought up how his that same son's getting like millions of dollars from these other countries and you know that's the kind of stuff i've never heard of that before i'm excited to hear because i know fact checking and stuff will come out eventually and they'll talk about and that's what I thought. Like, there's no way he's just going to say that without any sort of like, he's not just going to say it just to say it. He's not going to say that without a little bit of base and truth. And even if it's not wholly true, it's got to have at least a little hint of truth. It makes and that's you raise just at least how I makes you raise your eyebrow a little and just be like, okay, let's, let's like think about this at the end of the day though. Um, there's a, a good chance that, um, the, Joe Biden's like saving a lot of his flaming for like the last two debates. I think, you know, you don't want to make that big statement on uh, debate one. And I thought they were going to hit him on his like Trump's tax because Trump was talking about how, or they just released, right? Crazy how New York Times does this the day before the debate. Let's release Trump's 2017 tax return. Tax return. And 2017, not even 2016, like 2017. Year. Um, and showing that he paid $750. Trump obviously says, no, I paid millions in taxes, whatever. Taxes confuse the fuck out of me to begin with, but it's crazy yeah. how it all comes out right before the first debate. Of course, gonna, there needs to be something. Yeah, they're going to, they got to have some sort of conflict, something inflate the media inflate yeah, the, yeah. the general populace. They, they want drama. Of course they, they never not want drama. Yep. Yep. And no one wants a happy go lucky headline. At least not, not in the this, media, not in this, not, the uh, not in this presidential debate. And definitely not. In the, yeah, you're right. And definitely not in this. Uh, People are treating this presidential debate. And like they're saying, like this election is the, is this your first election you're voting in? It is. It is the first I'm voting. In. Yeah. It's a, it's an important, all elections are important. They, yes. but they're making it sound like this one's life or death. And the elections you do every two years, I'm just going to say it. It's more important than the presidential election. You want stuff to get passed. You want to make a difference. Vote in the two-year elections. I can't even remember what they're called because I'm a stupid 18-year-old. But I know that those are important. So please, if you can, go vote. Vote in this one. Vote in the one two years from now. Always vote when you can because it's very important. We have the ability to do it for a reason. So please use it. Yeah, the people don't understand nearly enough how, um, you know, the president is just a, a figurehead. 
at the end yeah. of the day, the people that sign and enact all this shit are the senators and the Republicans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not the senator, the senators and the House of Representatives mm-hmm. that um that are in control of passing laws and stuff. And um, yeah, no. So I'm excited Bye. to watch the rest of the debates. Um, I was I I know you said like you know people with half a brain the whole thing, but I watched the whole. Thing. I I'm so um on the fence, and I can't even like explain to you which way I'm even leaning because like literally bro, like I'm going to, I, it's going to, I want to see what everybody has in all these debates. I'm going to do the, I side with quiz again to truly see because my politics, my political views have changed past like a year. You know, I, uh, I really resonate a lot with, um, like security, protecting our country yeah having the ability to kind of say whatever you want do whatever you want that's the that's and such it, a big thing it leans that all those lean a tad bit more republican so i want to take the i side with quiz i highly recommend everybody do it too just to like i've never heard of that what is that so you go online it's i side org um and it has like a hundred political questions like policy mm-hmm. questions like how do you in some multiple choice you just click on like whichever one you 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 most resonate with and then at the end of it it tells you which presidential candidates you most align based on all your answers what's crazy is i feel like i'd still go like super like 50 50 or at least like super Mm -hmm. close in the middle because i would consider myself a republican but i don't have don't share like every single value as a republican yeah like i don't share every single value as a democrat either but i'll i'll have like you know some values that i that i truly support on both sides there's not that in between and I'm learning more and more that like there probably will never be that in between. Part. It's hard to it's hard to be in the in between because you're right. Like it it essentially doesn't exist. Like most people lean one way or another. And for the people like I know I just said I'm in between. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm contradicting myself a little, but that's okay. Because like, you know, it really is hard to find common ground between both parties, especially between the radical rights and the radical lefts. There's no way they're ever gonna get along. And it's terrible. And that's the who, fact that the two sides can't get along on anything who, uh, is just terrible. Runs all of them, right? People from the far left will say something, and then people that have left leaning views will tag along with that. And then people yeah. from the far right will say something. People with like, you know, views conservative, yeah, more right conservative right views. Right they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna go and favorite those guys. And then it's, it's a, um, like you said, every two years, like those elections when we're voting for our senators, people that are gonna actually get stuff enacted. That's where you'll need to see, I feel, another party come up. It won't ever be like, you know, an independent winning the presidency. Like, it just won't happen, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I agree with that. It just won't I, happen. You, I, if you can move your phone. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. You get close. But um, I don't know I, when the next two debates are. I'm definitely going to watch. I think the next debate is in about two weeks. And it's actually a little funny. Well, not funny, obviously. Uh, Donald Trump just uh, got COVID. I don't know if you heard that. Him and his wife. So he's going to be quarantined for about 10 to 14 days. And I think the next debate is in about 10 to 14, probably about two weeks. Well, oh, shit. Okay. No, now I see the importance. I tell me why I did not. I knew he got COVID, right? But I wasn't thinking like, oh, he won't be able to do the next debate. And that's what like everyone's trying to say. Like, oh, my God, he's probably did this on purpose. So he didn't have to compete in the debates. Like, do you think Donald Trump doesn't want to be in a debate? Like, are you crazy? Of course he wants to be in a debate because he he thinks in his brain that he can pick Joe Biden alive. And that's what he tried to do on the first debate. 
but like I said, he just sounded, he came off a bit more childish than I feel like he wanted to, but also every news site that I see, at least on social media through the news, like the news that happens on social media, like Instagram and Snapchat, most of that is very, very left leaning and it painted Donald Trump as an absolute monster and a piece of crap and like, but like Joe Biden did just as much interrupting in my you opinion. Like if you so watched like, it, in, then in, like you in, could see that. You know, the thing that I feel people could kill Trump on real quick would be like what I do when my kids in my class start acting like some straight up assholes in childish. Yeah. You know, you stop. You just like all Joe Biden needs to do is just look at him and just be like, are you done? Like, please, like for the sake of America, are you done interrupting me? Are you do- like, are you ever going to listen to somebody? And if he just says those words, right, that would be the highlight of the debate. You know what I mean? When he like he he basically he did he essentially did that by saying "shut up, man," or like "would you shut up, man?" Like, yeah, but you basically what he did. I saying "shut up" yes. is just like and you what can't five. You can't call him a clown either. This yeah, clown. he did call him a clown. Like this clown doesn't know what. Like oh. you know what? You you're starting to sound like him. Like when you feed into that bullshit, you're you start spewing your own bullshit. So you can't do that, especially when you're trying to be a reputable candidate to run the fucking country. You got to, um, like, I understand he's just attacked you. He attacks your family and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, this is your moment in time to highlight all the wrong that he's done. And exactly. I don't think, uh, I think he did it at times. He had his strong moments where, you know, he, he highlighted all the wrong things Trump's done. We'll um we'll move on from that because we could keep going on and on about yeah, that. We could talk about that for over an hour. But anyways, so uh, sadly David could not join us today. Um, he, very sad. He had work. I know. Um, all the Rose Bros had work. They have they work poopy schedule. Your brother has uh Joe has the weekend off though. You want to try and do something on the weekend? That'd be sick. I would love to. Um, we were talking about maybe. I want to do like a full like me you your brother junior and then all of my brothers i want to do a podcast like that i know you don't have a, enough mics oh my god but if we could get a full rose bros carmona podcast i feel like that'd be awesome yeah i couldn't do it in we this all room. go way back we all go this way room back. would turn into a goddamn sweat box <laughs> i'm already hot big old sausage yeah, fest. Oh, yeah yeah i'm a big guy myself and all my brothers are not petite in, in the least we brought this up on the last podcast with yeah David. no I, we all we, you know we're all fat fucks yeah, just, just large just big boned um but yeah, no, David, we miss you. If you listen to this, uh, we, I, I can already imagine you sitting to my right, right here across from Lonnie. Here, here. But no, he's got to make the bread move in the bread. Make the bread move. Great way. So, so uh, let's uh, go into the MLB playoffs. Um, for the first time in my life, I'm like kind of excited for the MLB. I mean, I never like exude enthusiasm over baseball ever. Not at all, unless I was playing it. That's the thing. I am not a. I don't watch baseball, and I and I can't sit here and lie on the podcast saying, "Oh my god, baseball is the best." Like I'm always watching it. It's just not. That's just not the truth. I will tell you, I've always loved playing it, but when it came to actually watching it at home, never did it. MLB playoffs, even when it goes to playoffs, never watched it. I'll watch like a game seven World Series, yes, or a deciding game World Series, something like that. They um. They, that's what they improved on this year, and that's what I wanted to hit on first. The wild card. It blows my mind, right? In a normal baseball season, they'll play 162 games, and then the wild card game is just a one-game winner-takes-all advances. 
I'm like, you That's played so tense. You played 162 <laughs> games, and especially in baseball, like, and the 163rd is the one that matters yes. most. Like, literally, dude. So that's why I like the three game series that they got going on here. They got eight baseball games each day this week. Um, that was dope. That was cool. They kind of bombarded us with baseball, which was nice because you, when you start getting into playoffs, things get a little more heated. You start seeing the the pitching pick up. I watched a 14 inning game with between the Reds and the Braves. Braves, yeah, my dad upset after that game. Oh, I know he As was. yours was too because they're both Reds fans. Yep. And you know I watched it. It was a true pitcher's duel and I never really like watching pitcher's duels. I always like seeing people rake. Rip dingers. Yeah. Like it's, it's a dinger. Der- that's what you paid. To, that's what you want to see as a dinger derby. But oh my god I was on the edge of my seat because the pitching was so well and they had so many like tight situations right where the Reds had runners in scoring position in like the 11th inning, the 12th inning, the 13th inning. And the fucking Braves were just mowing them mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Like the, to see the excitement on a team, like when you get when you have two outs, right? You have runners in scoring position, and you strike somebody, somebody out, out to end the inning. That is a moment that people need to understand. That's like hitting a a freaking buzzer beater three. Did you pitch in high school? I you, did. Have you have you had that experience? Like you've experienced that before? I pitched my senior year. Um, I pitched. Uh, think like three games probably for a total of eight innings mm-hmm. but the most intense thing i've ever experienced in baseball and i mean like i've i've, I've been, been up at bat you know bases loaded a chance to win yeah. the game nothing is more intense than being on the mound in that situation pitching. if if you're if this if the roles were flipped oh yeah my God. definitely i feel like because as a pitcher if you give them one little thing and they can hit it then it's game over. So a pitcher has to be on their A game. And me, I was never really a pitcher. You pitch at all? I pitched freshman year a bit. Okay. I had about a 17 ERA. Ooh. Sounds pretty good. Oof. Higher number, better, right? Yeah, higher the better for sure. Yeah, definitely when it comes to ERA, ERA and golf scores. The more you, you uh the more <laughs> points you get, the better you are. Just so you know, ERA stands for earned run average. That means they No Lonnie, it stands for era. Duh. <laughs> Stands for era. You're right. Oh, I'm, just, I'm so stupid. What was I thinking? Oh, but um, yeah, I was never a stud by any means when all. it came to pitching. I think the- I will say though, when I was like 11 or 12, you you played it. Did you play in Lone Mountain? Yes, Lone Mountain League. Now, did you ever get on a blue and gold team? No, all star team. No, I played two seasons. Um, when I was super little, and I just I didn't resonate with baseball. I didn't make friends. That's the bit. That's yeah. the difference. If you make friends in baseball, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. Well, that's the thing. I always had Chris with, just like Dave always had Joe with him. So we always had at least each other when we were playing in little. League. But the one time I didn't have Chris in little league, I uh, I got nominated for all stars. I tried out. I had a great tryout. I should have fucking made all stars. But that's a political fiasco. Lone Mountain Little League was notorious for choosing like coach kid coaches kids. For, uh, for like all like the all-star spots and stuff. So I didn't, I sadly didn't make the team, but I did get in the little blue and gold game, which is like a little honorary game for the uh, kids that didn't make all-star team, but the kids that still tried out. The blue and gold team, uh, blue the blue team, which was the one I was on, absolutely shit. They stacked those teams so hard against one another. They put me on the shittiest team possible and I was the best player on my team oh. for sure. Does it kind of feel good when you're in those kind of situations? It felt good because I went two for three 
I fucking, I got an extra base hit. I felt like Bryce Harper running the bases. Like it was awesome. And I also pitched an inning and I fucking got out of there like a lot. Like I pitched really well, actually. So that's like the one good memory I have of pitching, even though it was a shitty experience because they put me on the worst team. Like if you were there, you would have, I had like all like the younger all-stars. So they obviously had less experience, less talent. Yeah. So the gold team just blew us out of the water. But I mean, I held my own. I did good. That's so fuck the That's team. the thing about baseball too. It's such a fucking team sport to the max. If you, you could be a stud individually. I mean, I think a perfect example, Mike Trout. Mike Trout mm-hmm. might go down as one of the greatest baseball players to ever have played the game. Always on a shitty team. They're never playing in the playoffs. Poor guy. But he And I love Mike Trout. Oh, and I, I wear number 27 You know as what's well. going to happen, right? He's, his contract's going to expire with the Angels in like eight years. I think he like signed like a 15-year contract, right? Because that's what yeah, they do like, in the majors. I mean, yeah. But he's going to be 30. A couple hundred million. He's going to be like not? 36, right? And then he's going to get, he's going to go ring chasing. And that'll be like his most entertaining year. He's going to make it to the postseason. Somebody like the freaking Yankees is going to pay him. Somebody's going to bat him in like the fourth or fifth spot. And he's just going to fucking be a hitter. Yeah. And yeah. he will destroy. He'll finally like have a team around him to, to, to carry his, to carry his amazing workload. Cause he was, he's just a fantastic player. If you ever, if you know how baseball works and you ever heard of Mike Trout, then you know how good the guy is. People compare like, so people who don't watch baseball, people compare this man to, the likes of um the likes of like Babe yes. Ruth. Yes. I was I was gonna say Babe Ruth. Legendary yes. baseball yes. players. Obviously not the same as Babe Ruth. We all know who Babe Ruth was. Fat, fat fucking the great Bambino, the fat fucking dinger winger. Like dinger that guy was that, that guy was that guy was awesome. <laughs> but uh but Mike Trout, you know, his name, when he retires, his name will have that same sort of like mythicality. In the words of Brett and Link, mythical, yes. it'll have that mythicality to it. He's and greatest, I mean, that's just awesome. He might be the greatest what if player ever. What if he was on a different team? What if he actually had people on base? How many more RBIs would he hit if he actually had a decent <laughs> enough team to fucking get on base? What, how many RBIs would he have if his teammates were actually good enough to be on base? Uh, that's a very, that's a great what if right there. No, I'm telling no, you. And no. it's going to just continue hit throughout his entire uh, life. But like I said, he'll eventually make the switch. So, so, I don't know what team are you most aligned with in the majors for baseball? Yeah. Yankees, one hundred percent. I I when I was very young, I like switched my favorite baseball team every year. Like I was a Red Sox fan one year, Pirates fan, then an A's fan, then a uh, like a Phillies fan, I think, and then like I started just like truly like enjoying the Yankees. You could call me a bandwagon, whatever you want, but when I was growing up, you know. I only saw, I pretty much only saw Yankees and well, like all my brothers like different teams, but for the most part, the Yankees were definitely one of the bigger teams I saw a lot more of when I was a kid. So that's why. No, it makes sense. That makes sense. I'm a Dodgers guy. So I, I made a little playoff bracket. Um, I, it was amazing. My uh, uh, at teacher's aid was like, hey, go on MLB.com, fill out a bracket. You have a chance to win $100,000. It's just a free bracket you create, right? And the person who has the most complete bracket um will like win the hundred thousand so you no know. way yeah i know i know what if it's like a 37 way tie so they had us if it is a 37 way tie they have us type in how many home runs there's going to be how many runs are going to be scored shit um and like i think how many how many games that will be played in the entire playoff so like they really um 
they really they'll they'll crack down if if it if, if there is a thirty seven way tie, God forbid, they'll they'll figure it out. So your Yanks, your Yanks advance. Um, of course, they beat the the Indians um, two games to zero. Um, uh, yeah, I was. They almost had to push a game three, but they came back. Mm-hmm. I was watching. I, I watched a little bit with my dad because you know if I'm hanging out with him, he'll always throw on the sports uh, any sports game if it's on like golf too. Like I don't like watching golf. Like I would play it, but I don't like no one. I don't know if anybody likes it. Really? I've, this year, the most out of any year that I've actually... Who's your favorite golfer right now? <gasps> That's a great question. So, people that I enjoy seeing, I love their swings. I love Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, little Louisiana boy. Always plays mm-hmm. with a fucking dip in. I don't know. Because well, I know you got a little... I know you play the new PGA, right? Yeah. Who's like the best... Like Who's like the LeBron the, James the new the, PGA? So, the new PGA, the way they did it is like a my career type thing. So, you can play with the the actual golfers. Yeah. But the, the big thing is like right off the jump, you start your career, you okay. have your player and then I mean, that's actually you probably build up your attribute better. Actually, there's no attribute. I mean, there's only club attribute. Mm-hmm. So like you have to purchase new clubs to be better. Um, and like skill wise, they made this a very challenging game. So if you, did you play Tiger Woods like 2008 or something? Or, I played most of the Tiger Woods games, actually, because Tiger Woods, just real quick, also my favorite golfer. I have a story about why, and we'll get to that after we finish yes, talking. Yeah. about the game. So, so what I was wow. going to say is those later games, like and 2000 or the 2008, yeah. um, 2009 Tiger Woods games, they were super easy to get holes and ones. Just flick back and forth. And yes. That's the game. Yes. This, this game this year, they're like, okay, let's take into account, you know, the way you <laughs> the ball's sitting. Let's take into account a lot of like the wind. The greens are a lot harder and the stick mechanics are a lot more difficult. A lot so narrower. basically, so it's basically real life golf. It is like you have to, you have to take all that into account. And if you don't, you're going to shank something. Not only do you have to take that all into account. I feel the biggest piece is every shot, um, like really fucking matters. Like you have to like focus in. Cause like I said, the stick mechanics are difficult. It's not, it's, it's a, it's a pull down flick up kind of mechanic, but at the same time, you know, if you're too slow, you're going to completely botch a shot left. If you're too fast, you're going to botch a shot right. Hard swipe. Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult. It's, it is not easy whatsoever, but I actually haven't been playing it that much. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. I don't I, I think I, the, the thing that I love about Rocket League and what they've perfected is I can get five games in in a span of 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you can't do that with too many games. Yeah, you can maybe do that with triple threat in 2K. For sure, mm. maybe. Well, the thing about triple threat is it just gets it. Yeah. Like 2K just has some of the most annoying features that like some stuff that you just can't control other stuff that you can control, but the game's just buggy. Like there's just a bunch of stuff that'll like mess with you and that'll mess with like the fun that you have during the game. But Rocket League, unless you're lagging, like there's not much stuff that'll like fuck. There's not there's like no, animations yeah, that'll no fuck fucking you excuses. Like if you're bad at the game, you're just bad at the game and get better. That's me. I need to get better. It's ask George himself. Yes. George and his brother, they hate playing with me because it's a fucking carry every single time. It's but it's the same situation like you on the blue team where it's like, okay, all right, I'm the fucking I gotta fucking step let me, up. Let me show up. Show up and show right? out. Right. This is what this is what we've been training for. <laughs> <laughs> the heat I mean the, the freaking the, Lakers are running away with this game. I don't know. Um I didn't mention it. They uh yeah. finished off the the half. Uh it was sixty-eight to fifty-four. So like it was a five point game, and I think the Lakers went on like an eight zero run. Um, yeah, this series is fucking over, man. They're, right now we're watching Anthony Davis square up Jay Crowder. 
back to back. <laughs> fucking swish. Okay, I don't Nothing know if you saw last possession. He just drained it in Jay Carter's face. The last possession, he backed down Miles Leonard, hit a fadeaway like Dirk Nowitzki over him. Anthony Davis is, has 19 points, 9 for 10 shooting. Yeah, he's a stud. Oh. He really is. And I saw this little thing the other day that Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron has played with. Fuck yeah, he is. I can definitely say that. with Because mo- think about it. He didn't have any talent on the Cavs except a fat check. That's about it. He didn't have well. Yeah, um, pre pre two thousand what seven two thousand eight Cavs like his beginning years. He had, he had a, no talent. Fucking Eric. When he Snow. went to the Heat, when he finally went to the Heat, uh, that's when he had some talent. D Wade. D Wade is Wade. D Wade was like probably the third or fourth Let's best shooting this. guard of all time. Let's rank this. Um, best LeBron teammates of all time. I'm gonna Let's say go Anthony Davis is. I'm gonna say Anthony Davis is number one for sure. Okay. Followed by D Wade for sure, and then. And then you can take your pick at whoever you want. I, it could be Chris say, Bosch. It could be Kyrie. I was going to say Kyrie. I would say Kyrie. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Is it Jurinus Ilgauskas? Can anyone else agree with the that? fuck up. The Latvian terror. The Latvian <laughs> I don't even know if he's from Latvia. I don't remember, but I fucking love that guy. Oh, he was the But no, in player. all seriousness, Kyrie's probably the third best team he's ever had. Yeah. But if we're talking skill-wise, you can't get much more skillful than Anthony Davis. 6'11", athletic freak, natural talent, can play from one feet in to 35 feet out. Like, he could probably hit a 35-footer if he really tried. If he trained for it, of course. Like, no problem. No, he's a... And he has that in, he has that in his arsenal, dude. He's like KD in the sense where he can get his shot whenever, whenever he wants. Like, you have to be careful. Um... Although I will say KD is a better scorer than him. I think KD is still oh, probably no. the best scorer in the league yeah. by far. Because that's all KD's focused on. KD hasn't had that that bruiser mentality that AD had. Like he can be an amazing defender, but he doesn't need to be the defensive player of the year to, 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 to prove himself. He just needs to put up however many. Like He can put up 30 a game if you want like easily. But he's going to have to be sharing the sugar with Kyrie now. And we all know Kyrie's very ball dominant. We all like Kyrie ruined the Celtics last year. He, um, most definitely did. Okay, so I this is think, this yeah. is what I wanted well, to bring up to show you the value of Anthony Davis. Please. Anthony Davis, when they did the trade, the Lakers gave up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, who won uh, most improved. Most improved. He definitely came out of his shell being on his being on pretty much a team of his own now. Like I'm, I'm I, I like Brandon Ingram. He's a great body. Uh, Josh Hart, a, a good shooter, and then several draft picks, all to acquire. A one Anthony Davis, and it might have been the best, uh, the, the best trade they've done in a while, a very long time. You have so, um, the Lakers have the ability, right, with all these oh. like little one year contracts and, and like you know, the, the base core of LeBron, Anthony Davis, um, Contavious Caldwell Pope is pretty consistent, Alex Caruso, the Caruso, gotta, gotta pay a respect, they to are him. able. To withstand this for the next two to three years. Yeah, especially if they just keep handing out one years. Like, do you not think Dwight Howard's going to win another championship after this year? Of course he is. And he's going to be another dominant second team center. Because Dwight Howard, five years ago, 10 years ago, I don't know if I forget. I'm stupid. No, you, 10. 10, 10 was years the last ago, time he was 10 in the years final. ago, Dwight Howard was a fucking man. If you don't know how good Dwight Howard is, please, like, do some research. Because I would have took Dwight Howard over like Yao Ming at the time. Like he was or, a like like he was even comparable to Shaq. I'd say Shaq is better yes, than yes. him in his prime, no doubt about it. But Dwight Howard in his prime was 
phenomenal. And the fact that he was so young doing all that he did was also great. Like he got worse as he got older, sadly, like everybody I does. Feel what happens to some NBA players like him is it's one to two bad entries and then you get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You, you, you don't get as many minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teams that you're playing for aren't good. So you never get mentioned. Um, and then you need a team like the Lakers who are like, Hey, we need a big, we need to fill this position because, you know, although a lot of teams go small ball, if you can dominate the rebounding or you could dominate the glass, like how Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis can, which is like the combo they have in right now, you just develop those second chance point or possessions and you, you have the ability to really control every facet of the game. You control the other team making them shoot because nobody's no. going to take it in on Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. Yeah. So they have Unless to shoot. Stupid. Dwight Howard is what? Three-time defensive player of the year. Yes. Previously, like you don't like, he can still block your ass. Like he will, he will still block your ass without a doubt. People hit him. He's a, just like, he was a fucking stud. And it, he really like in every sense of the word, he was truly, really good at basketball. Another for, for his, like he never developed his shot as much. Like obviously a shot. It's not developed as someone like Anthony Davis or, Porzingis, for that matter, you know, just, you know, bigs that can shoot or even Dirk, probably the greatest shooting four of all time. He's not the greatest four, but shooting wise, probably the greatest four. You know who blew my mind when I started learning a little bit more about him in his shooting form? Because he he reminds me a lot of him is uh, Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon shot all over the floor, just had the same, if not better, footwork than Dwight Howard down low. No, he did have the better. better. Why the hell did I even even say kind of? I, I know, he I know, I know why you say that. Like, I know why you say that. Yeah. Like, just subconsciously saying. Yeah, yeah. But no, let's not forget. Hakeem Olajuwon probably has the best footwork in basketball history. Like the dream shake. Oh my god! Like watching Hakeem play was just like, like I don't even like I don't even know how to describe it. Like he was really he was a special talent. It sucks that he only ended up getting two rings. But I mean, he had two rings in MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer. People fucking think that what the Warriors did is like okay or like they they see Michael Jordan and they see what like the Warriors did with like these these NBA finals runs when you have an, a league right that has the talent spread out winning two titles oh yeah is winning two titles in one, when was I, for, off, I forget off. was that early 90s off, no off. wasn't it well yeah, yeah. no he was 90, 90 94 was when they won their title 94 95 they go back okay. to back they did go back yeah. to back they did go, but yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Being able to do that in that time when like, well, actually that's when Michael Jordan wasn't around. Eh? So they won they it won the, the years Michael wasn't playing. Correct. Yeah. 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 His high that might be, why, that might so be they, why they won it the year, year he came back like halfway through. Okay. And the year he, uh, he wasn't playing. So okay. like, yeah, like you said, um, but that doesn't take anything away from winning and he's, and then there's a reason why people put him in these like top 10 categories, man. Cause he's, I, I, we got on to him talking about Dwight Howard, right? Yes. We were talking about the game in general. It's 82 to 64 now with eight minutes left in the third 66. Sorry. With uh, eight minutes left in the third. I should like, have uh, George said earlier, the game's the game, the game's going to be pretty I much over. And I mean, I, just, I wish I had all the money in the world, man. I should have put $15,000 on the Lakers. 
just because you know they're just to win, win like five thousand dollars because i know the odds are that skewed but oh, oh my god man that's the easiest like i, I there's no way the heat compete in this like i said being nice the heat might be able to take one game i feel like jimmy butler might be able to fucking light it up one game but that's that's it i think if if without their full team there like definitely not taking the series because the all of the lakers are healthy right if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. there isn't one injured core player let alone bench player so lakers are definitely taking this the lakers are tearing up this goddamn two three zone right now like it's in which Dwight Howard just missed a dunk, but it wasn't and it wasn't a, it was a foul, so he's gonna get two at the line. The fucking Celtics, and I'll bring him up because oh, I'm yeah, heated. No, I'm very sad I'm about heated. the Celtics. I'm heated. heated, literally, because you know what? The Heat. I hate to say it, but they did. They just outplayed us. Like I don't know how we fell apart. I don't know how we fell apart in that series, but we just did. Like the, you can't go down two zero. All right, Lonnie, I have oh, to yeah. take a break real quick. I have to put the batteries in. Like I said, it's perfectly fine. gonna run out. It's okay. I know that's what you're supposed yes, to say, yes. but I wanted to say it. And we're oh, go ahead. And we're back. There we go. Um, <laughs> so really quick, I just want to give a quick little ad read. Um, this podcast uh, is sponsored by the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. Uh, you can find the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast on the BS Podcast Network, on Apple Podcast, and on Spotify. Um, it's three guys talking movies. This upcoming episode we have this week, we're going to do a deep dive on Spider-Man 1, the Tobey Maguire edition. One of, possibly one of the greatest movies uh, ever, ever created. Go ahead and take a listen to us. Leave a review. Rate them. Tell them that, uh, that George sent you, and we might <laughs> send you some free merch. Maybe. Anyways, Maybe. back to the podcast. Um. Lonnie, before this, we were talking about the the Celtics and how disappointing they are. Um, yes, you have a probably a better basketball mind to explain yourself, so, I, so I, I, I'll allow you to take the lead because I know you watched it more than I have. Okay, I'll give you. My, let me take a sip of water here because I'm. Oh, yeah, what the what the whistle? What the whistle? Because I know you're about to get heated because I'm. I can feel your pain because we are both Celtics fans, of course. You probably more such because you actually watched the game. So, <laughs> yes, I, I'm a thorough, thorough basketball watcher. I watched every second of those, um, the, the Celtics heat matchups. Um, and I just, I realize I, I, that the Celtics are average. Like, I thought we were an above average team, but like, we, we didn't mesh as well as the Heat did. And I don't know if it's because of coaching. I don't know if it's because of the age of, you know, a 22-year-old Jason Tatum at the helm of an entire basketball team. It's very true. It's, it's hard to just come. It's hard to be that young and, and lead a team, but he's been doing it. And, you know, like this, this uh, series, you know, I feel like everyone fell apart a bit, not just him. And uh, I forgot what I was going to say, so please continue. Brad Stevens doesn't know how to break a 2-3 zone. Uh, we consistently um, were shooting, right? So in the 2-3 zone, what no. they do, um, and like we're watching it here right now, the Heat running a 2-3 zone, kind of. A lot of shots are open. Like you, if you shoot the ball well, you're going to torch a 2-3 zone. Mm-hmm. But what you have to do at the same time is you have to attack the middle. You have to run people on the baseline. You have to just create opportunities other than just shooting. Because what a three, um, what a two three zone does is it completely 
allows you to shoot. And if you miss, that's what the team wants and they can start running. And the, the Celtics were just settling constantly for fucking three after three after three. And we're not. I'm assuming not, we weren't making. We're not we that. Hit. Well, no, we're not that kind of team. We're, yeah, we're not just we're not lights out shooters. We can be. We're a defensive minded team. I could tell yes. you that. But I mean, most of the scoring load falls on Jason Tatum, and it's not like he shoots like I don't think he shoots forty or thirty percent from. He probably shoots over thirty percent. Thirty-five, I think, from three. He, you know who that? Which the is best, pretty good. The person that had the best series. It's because he's plays that middleman role is Jalen Brown. Yeah, so like his I, stats, I gotta throw love to Jalen. His Brown. stats were deceiving because although he was kicking ass, he also like was playing a middleman role where it's right. like he's getting. Instead of like the lead guy getting twenty two plus shots, he was getting like eleven, ten yeah. shots, doing really well with them. But he did just didn't, not leading. Brad Stevens wasn't like, "Hey, you're going to shoot twenty two this game." It's kind of crazy to me, um, how coach NBA coaches do that. If you see the scoring or like the shot breakdown, everybody in the league knows their role and based on their shotting, their their shot attempts. So like a James Harden will get. 25 plus 80, 87 shots oh, a game. God, no, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, it, that's what it, that it feels like feels almost like. at times, but he gets yeah, like 25 like, and it's like consistent. He'll shoot 25 every single game, but then you got a guy, um, shit, we'll jump in with like a Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero will shoot like eight, maybe to 10 and make half, half, like four. Yeah. Yeah. A which is, percenter. which is like, or which is, you know, they, it's what you want. The coaches know that. Oh, no. The coaches know that you know a James Harden can Harden. shoot forty percent, shooting twenty two shots, which is very difficult. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero can shoot forty percent in those in those smaller roles. So, because you don't know, like you don't know how he's going to perform. Like if you gave Tyler Hero twenty five shots, which they did one game, and that's the one he torched the Celtics for 30, 40. He went for forty. Yeah, so that was impressive, oh, oh. but he hasn't done that so far in this series. No, no, like it, it, it was crazy. At times, the Celtics were just allowing, um, allowing. Oh my god, I think I, just you know what? Run I didn't watch the games, but I did keep up on scores of the games. We gave up so many leads. Like I can say that right now, we had like double digit leads multiple times throughout almost every single almost every single game. We had a lead. We lost it by halftime or like right after halftime, third quarter, because we would be leaving. Yeah, and that's my, like, whenever I would play 2K or whatever, third quarter is my least favorite quarter, like, for playing regular games, not Pro-Am, I didn't really, for stuff like uh, my career in Pro-Ams, I didn't mind, like, no offense, I shot the lights out. You're a sharpshooter this year, finally. I was, and I enjoyed that role the most, because I feel like I have to try too hard or think too much when I'm doing other roles that are probably more, like, sharpshooting is important, of course. Like, cause you need that scoring output, but that's all you do is shoot. So it, it was blows. fine for me. It low key blows after a while because you're just like, man, give me the ball. And then like the thing that 2K limits you, you can't be a shooter and somebody that can drive it in and make a play. You will yeah, get like, fucking sent. Yeah. Cause you won't be able to finish. If you shoot, if you are a finisher, you might be able to shoot a wide open three. But if you're a shooter, you won't be able to drive at all. Like, unless, like, you're a main you driver lucky, with lucky. a little bit of shooting. You'll get lucky. So, most points in first two finals game with the Lakers. Anthony Davis has 64. Shaq in 2000 had 83 points through two games. 
yeah just goes to show you that uh that Shaq was dominant in his prime and i wish Shaq like i was talking about that literally like yesterday with chris my brother i was like dude Shaq literally they like when kobe said fuck i could have won like 10 rings I, that's not an understatement or i mean that's not an overstatement because like that's how good Shaq was like if he didn't let go of himself like by the time he got off the heat he would have been able to play almost as many seasons as Kobe, and he would have had good production through those seasons. Instead, he bounced around from team to team the last like six years Jesus of his career. Christ. He was playing with a different team every year: Celtics, Suns, like Cavs. just Cavs. They gave they gave LeBron that they gave LeBron that check. Like, come on, at least he, he won a ring on the Heat. Yeah, I know, right? When he was with D Wade, but he was still like almost as prime, like prime. he was still fit to form. Prime, I would. Uh, I wouldn't say prime prime, no, but no, like listen, great. In, when he was a rookie, he was a rookie in '95. That's when they made the little run. That's ten 2007, years. right? He won the 2007. He won that ring with the Heat in 2006. That's ten years in the league. Yeah. Anthony Davis you know is what? like year that's, six seven in the league. That's a good point. You know, that's what I mean? a very good point. So he pretty pretty he was like he was still close in shape. to prime. I feel after the he heat, was still in shape. That's a better way to put it. He was still in shape. That's why he was able to help win it. Right. Kelly That's why was, fucking Olenek is going off. The Heat. I've seen him the hit. Heat have, okay, this is this where the Heat stand out stand other out. than other teams. Is like third quarter. Yes. That's pretty the awesome. The Heat have now switched now. to a 1-3-1 one, one zone. Interesting. Jimmy Butler's up top. It's an open, no, I'm that was you, an open wing shot they, right they, there. If, if the Lakers like, hit their shots, off. it's over. It, yeah, because they already got the, what, four, they already got a 14-point lead if they will hit a shot, like, consistent. Oh, okay, Kelly. <laughs> no, Kelly Olynyk just hit a step back three. Oh, I hope they show it. Yeah, like yeah, the, the, the zone is not going to. Oh, was that Rondo? Yeah. No shit, Rondo hit a three, guys. Rondo, it's amazing. Rondo's Rondo. been low key strapping threes this season. I've never seen. I've never seen Rondo he, as he, a three point. He isn't. He isn't. But you know, he's been. He understands he, the NBA he, now, and he's got to practice. If he, if he if he evolved, he evolved. Man, you got to do it. it's fucking. Survival of the fittest. If you can't keep up, then you're gonna get out of the league. Yeah. Um. um this is this, the Heat's only chance right here. They need to stop on this possession. We got two minutes left in the third. The Heat are back in a two-three zone. LeBron, another right wide open three. Dude, it's shooting. He nailed it, of course. I don't know yeah, when. I don't know when Eric right Spolstra now. is gonna be like, "Hey, can we man up on these fucking guys?" And that's the thing. Like, this is what Brad saying, Stevens thought he could do. This is what Brad what Stevens Brad? thought he could do, and we did zone him out. No, 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 like no. hit shots. Oh, okay. In a zone. See, I told you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Basketball, basketball, no- yeah, basketball, basketball is my favorite coaching sport um, because it's, at the end of the day, it's five people. It's really, and it's like a lot simpler than football where you have 11 and there's like fucking hella moving pieces. See, I'd say basketball is probably like, I know the most basketball history, the most like, I could probably say, like, I have the most basketball IQ, but when it comes to, like, running plays and stuff, I don't really have basketball IQ when it comes to that. Well, you didn't. Which is unfortunate. We didn't play in high school. Neither one of us did. But I at least have a brother who played, and I coached it a little. You did coach him freshman year. Like, I have a decent sense of it, and I can see it, too. I listened to a great podcast. If you guys love um, good basketball talk podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast, um, they do a lot of in detail what things what? are working what aren't working mm-hmm. um and they've never they, played the game either but you know they know it at what? least well enough to get by i don't 
well, like, is Bill saying, ooh, are they getting by or are they like analysts almost? Or are they just like guys doing a podcast? They're guys that's doing really a podcast. Big. Bill and it's really, and it's, it's yes, super yeah, big. Yeah. Is it, uh, do they have any ties with ESPN or any like? Bill Simmons used to work for ESPN. Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons was the, he's a producer on a lot of the 30 for 30s early on. Oh, so like okay. he's been around, he's been a journalist, um, sports journalist and column writer for since okay. like the 80s. Um, so he knows what he's talking oh, about. Oh, fuck yeah, he knows what he's talking about. And people like the NBA players listen to him. Um, he um to get an edge. He'll have on like he's had on guests like JJ Reddick before. Um, mm. Other They're, like NBA players who have podcasts and are doing well. Yeah, that's he'll, awesome. He'll, he'll chat with them. Um, but Lonnie, here, what did what? I want to finish up on? Was it the NBA Finals? I believe you said football. Yes, football update. Yes. Okay. okay. Favorite football team. Raiders, of Raiders of Las Vegas. What do you think I will about, say real what do you quick think about the Las Vegas Raiders so far this season? Uh, I the only thing I don't like about the Raiders, in fact, well, there's two things I don't like about the Raiders. The first thing is that they moved from Oakland, and the reason it's like I'm from Vegas, so it's not like I'm opposed to them being Las Vegas Raiders, but I just grew up my whole life with them being the Oakland Raiders, and that just sounds badass to me. But Las Vegas, like, of course, like I'm not gonna hate on them. Of course, like it's my team. And the second thing I don't like about the Raiders, sadly, is Derek Carr. Like, I just can't trust him enough as a quarterback. We had so many options this offseason. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston with fixing his eyeballs. We had so many options. They didn't take any. They, uh... we, we stuck with Derek Carr, and it's not like he's terrible, but like he's just not, he's just not like the guy. He's just not the guy you want. He's like, not when so you think of great quarterbacks, he doesn't come to mind. So the Raiders game plan, at least what I've seen in the first couple of weeks, is we're going to run the fuck out of the football. And we're going to... I, I can tell you that... Uh, I don't know. I forget where I saw this. I think I saw it actually watching one of the games that they committed the most money to their offensive line. Yes, they did. And, and the whole league. That's so why you guys They wanted to build that shit up. And then Josh Jacobs, what an amazing pickup that was. Because who would have expected him to be as good as he is? Rookie of the year? Wasn't he yeah, offensive rookie, rookie of, the year, of the year? First running back, uh, first rookie running back to run for like, I think over fifteen hundred yards since uh, Barry Sanders. Um, he was a flat out fucking stud. If your name comes up with Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. that's good fucking company. Barry Sanders is probably the best. I will say my favorite, probably running back slash the best running back I've ever seen. I besides I, like Bo Jackson or something. I like. You know, I I like what they're doing in the sense that this is an old school style of football. Um, they're going to run the fuck out of the ball. It reminds you of like what the Titans did last year in the AFC to like make it to the AFC championship. Yeah, that's what my to, that's uh, what my football team did for high school this year. We gave our you remember Maje? Yes. Madison? Oh, I would have gave that boy. We the ball had this play. mother. We had a fuck. We OK. Our running back was this Bo Jackson looking motherfucker. His name was his name was Madison. He was stud. Uh, I was right tackle and we ran the ball like over half the time for sure. Like probably 80% of the time, like, uh, like regularly. But I mean, we, we also had an amazing passing game. Uh, we had one of like the better wide receivers, uh, Ravion Brown, rest in peace to Ravion Brown. Of course, uh, he was, uh, sadly murdered a couple months ago, but, uh, RIP to him, but he was an amazing receiver and we had a really good quarterback and Devonte. We just had a really good team, like a super solid offense all around. It was just fantastic you guys um but like running the football right getting yeah no we had a really solid offensive line at the end there's nothing better in football and for those of you who haven't played football i'll tell you straight up there's nothing better 
than running the ball successfully. Because yeah, no, that, that's amazing. That, that not that only shows that um, you know, you're winning the trenches, and like like when you win the trenches, you win you win the game. When, and it's so crucial. No one, I don't feel like it's preached enough that linemen are the most important players on it the is, team. One hundred percent. People think right, like, and I think this is where Gruden is trying to make his point. He spent a lot of money on the offensive line. He's like, you don't need these fucking quarterbacks that you pay buku bucks for, right? Mm-hmm. right? Um, at the end of the day, those guys up front are going to get it done for you. Um, because you know what? If if he has time, sure, he could probably make a great yes, play. Yes. yes, if, yes. If anybody, if anybody has, to, if Mitch. Excuse me. If Mitchell Trubisky has time, he could probably throw the ball decently. They're the Not, worst three well, and team know. that I've ever seen in my entire life. Are they three and oh? Three and There's no fucking way. Yes, I forgot about. Like that's just they so play crazy to me. This weekend, I picked up their defense. Are, I um I have the Buccaneers defense right now. Clutch pickup. The, this is the thing in fantasy football. I don't know about you. I the the position that I add and drop the most is defenses. I try to find like a defense who's playing a shitty offense for the week. Well, that's the thing. I had the Steelers defense. Mm. I'm not getting rid of them, but their their shit was just canceled. Yeah, excuse me, their shit was just canceled. So now I have to use a different defense. And I was gonna pick up the Jets. And I thought, oh, and oh, watching oh. the game, the Jets was gonna be a great. I like watching the, the game. Bowl? <laughs> like watching the game, the Jets had like two, like maybe three interceptions, but they still only scored like seven points. So it's just like still f- shitty. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Uh, like, I wish I still had the Steelers defense, but right now I'm running the there's the a Bears and hopefully hilarious they... video of Adam Gase uh, sniffing smelling salts. I I will find it and I'll show it to you. He um he has the That's... trainer uh, hand him like sn- uh, smelling salts, and I've never, never smelled smelling salts before. But I guess like I guess when like... you're like, it gives you like a fucking adrenaline beyond belief. Like it really fucking gets you amped. It's probably legal cocaine. It's probably the best way to put it. Now I've never done it either, but so it's like, probably legal. He sniffs cocaine. it and then he like his fucking eyes roll back and he's like, Whoa, "Let's go!" Like he's about to like fucking bench press three fifteen, and it's like, right. Adam Gase is the Jets quarter or Jets, Jets head coach, and you're just like, "Okay, Adam, maybe we should take it a little easy on this on the sniffing salts." And that's probably actually not sniffing salts. That probably is cocaine. <laughs> My God, we're probably just very mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> so people in his first ever press conference as a coach, he got fucking thrashed because everyone said you know like they thought he was on coke because his eyes the entire time throughout the interview were just fucking wide open he was fired, <laughs> fired up. up so it could be he could he could have a cocaine problem and that's why the jets are uh, I mean, are now zero and four and we'll find out in due time the jets are officially <clears throat> canceled you're done for the season once you're zero and they're four, bad um, yeah, no, they're bad not making playoffs you are just fucking rebuild for next year. I don't know what the Jets can do to to get better. I think you just need a new coach. I had a fleeting thought this year of picking up Le'Veon Bell as a running back too. Oh. I had a fleeting thought. Thank God it fleeted. Yes. Thank God it fleeted because I picked up James Conner as my two instead. I have Kamar at the as my first running back, and he's a fucking stud. He's always amazing. Never pick up skill players that play on bad teams. Never. You, like it's a death, like it's a death sentence for you. Like because it's you'll have an amazing wide receiver and you know they're great, but their quarterback is someone terrible. Like it's just I'm like it's like a curse. Example of this right here, like uh, Eagles. I picked up fucking Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I know he's a little bit older, but you know I thought with you know Carson Wentz this year he might be 
a little bit better, but Carson Wentz is having a horrible year. That for some reason, yeah, they're still zero and four too, right? They're zero and three, maybe. They're okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, zero and four because they had a Thursday night game. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's why. Um, but man, I uh, I, I'm a little I'm disappointed close. in my Saints. Um, they they're just coming up short in these late games. They're in the game. Surprising though. because the they game. have nothing but talent. They have a good team. I don't. How's their defense? I don't really know. Good. People, the, the biggest thing well, is I people can't, say Drew Brees is like washed up now, bro, because he can't throw I don't a deep ball. I don't believe I don't believe it either. When does my yeah, why do you need the deep ball? Because as Tom Brady like when does Tom Brady when when did Tom Brady use the deep ball the past five years? And people say he's the GOAT. You know what I mean? And he's and he is the, no, he's undisputed. He's the GOAT for sure. He's the GOAT in oh. game management, but I think in quarterback okay. skills, um, like I fucking I, I think Patrick Mahomes might be uh, early candidate. Early candidate. I feel like of he definitely best quarterback skills. Like he ever has an he has an amazing skill set. I mean, I think it's just too early to say he's a goat. Honestly, yeah, no, I, it's just I, too early right now. I'd say he's on the path for sure. I'd throw. I this is my this is my dad talking because I never watched him play, but I'm gonna throw Dan Marino's name out there because I my dad said he was like phenomenal, like in the day, like mm-hmm. when he was playing, he was phenomenal. Yeah, like yeah. just skill wise, you know. What I see I, Pat Mahomes could do, and I never watched um, freaking Marina like you just said, but like, like the ability <laughs> to create any pass out of any bad situation. So like mm-hmm. I see Patrick Mahomes, and even when he's like scrambling out of the pocket, that's what's it, cool about him is he can scramble, but he can be behind the line of scrimmage, never, and he's he never, still super mobile. He never like runs the ball, which I love. Like it's like, but he can, which yes. is so cool. Like if it ever comes to that, he always relies on his arm. But if it ever comes to him getting pressured that hard, he can definitely run out and get ten yards easy, if not more. Which he, I yeah, think he, he has done a couple. He can times. cut it back. I think what he does, and I think why I think he's skill wise amazing, and he's starting to be a better game manager. Is he saves those runs for like the fourth quarter? Watch, Watch it. it if they're in a, if they're in a they're close, in close game, right? And like you said, he he has those abilities where he turns it on. He saves it for when the defense is thinking this dude hasn't ran the ball all day. He's been fucking slicing and dicing us, throwing it. Of course, he's not going to run it. That is the moment that Pat Mahomes takes off. And, and, and you know what's cool is like he's he's smart enough. He's aware enough to be able to pull that off like at the perfect time every time. And also like Andy Reid, I believe, is a super offensive minded coach. And that's, I'm assuming, a, an amazing help. Because, I mean, just having, like, just a super, like, not only an offensive-minded coach, but a good offensive-minded coach. You can be an offensive-minded coach and still be shitty. You can be a defensive coach and still be shitty. But if you're good coaching and, and like, you're, like, and you take that exactly. quarterback yes, under your yes, wing. Yes. He, uh, yeah. You could definitely feel that, like, father-son kind of feel between those two. Coaching is always just such a, like, it's such a beautiful relationship, like, between a coach and, like, their prodigy like when like a coach's real prodigy yeah andy reed being like pat mahomes of course or like bill belichick with tom brady like that's probably the greatest quarterback coach duo of all time i can't think of anything else that's close to that and even because the thing is um hey it kind of ties into how i've been feeling lately because i got the head wrestling coach job um congratulations for that of course i appreciate it round of applause amazing um yeah i got the call Two weeks ago now, um, and I, I was I was pretty stoked, nervous, nervous. as fuck at first because, you know, I'm the guy, 
Like, oh, I'm like not, got, not. There's no. I, I'm the guy now. I was. The, I, was I was a head was coach it? on freshman, but then you also have you have the head varsity coach. You know what I mean? So that's that's yeah, the that. dude. But is there a freshman team? There's JV wrestling. But are you going to be like the head coach for both kind of? So I'm the head varsity coach, and then I hired. I just hired a Guillermo as my no shit my JV head coach. Isn't he like an MMA fighter? Yeah, yeah. He's he's excited. He contacted That's me. That's super cool. I had talked to him about it a while. Congratulations, while ago. Guillermo, if you're listening. Yes. Uh, he um he he's a first Sorry. year coach, so obviously I I have him with my dad. So my him Smart. him and my dad are gonna do JV together. So like you know. Guillermo has the enthusiasm. He has the technique. He can do all the things that my dad can't really do. And what is your dad there? My for? dad's there for discipline and making sure these kids fall in line. Because right. what can are, happen are with a first year coach is, you know, you kind of get stepped on at times. A little bit of disrespect, or even almost like he he might go the friend route. Mm-hmm. Lots of coaches want to be your friend, and like my coach, I had Coach Dom this year, my lineman coach. He was like one of my, he's a he's a homie coach Dom. If you ever listen to this, you're the man. Love you, my big goose. Because he's a he's. A, I saw no, the relationship like, between you guys on the sidelines. He would get fired up for his hogs, bro. Yeah, man. Like you just need that good. Like you need that energy. And there's nothing wrong with being like a friend to your like your players. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But but, you also but there's got to be a fine line. You have to have discipline. They can't walk over you because. Not gonna lie, Coach Ward let the kids walk over him. Like he always would. He'd say he'd take. He said he'd take no shit, but he took a lot of shit. If you're listening, Coach Ward, shout out to you. But you took. You did. You did take some shit. Um, I think the thing that a lot of coaches run into, right, is uh, you have to identify your identity and what you want, like your whole motto to be. Like I'm not gonna. You can be like the no nonsense. I'm not gonna take shit guy. You could be the friendly guy. Finding that combo is hard. But the thing that fucks people is when your best players aren't leaders. So then you have to warp the rules or you have to warp the discipline. And you can truly see you let him do whatever the fuck he wants. I understand he scores as many touchdowns. (laughs) Like he can score endless amount of touchdowns. Like I get I get the because it comes down. It's almost like favoritism. It is favoritism. Like I get the favoritism. Don't get Andre Iguodala. Is he down? Andre Iguodala. Ah, oh, that sucks. He's though. taking He's a break. Saying. He's taking a break. He's old. Look at him. He got hit in the face. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, it looks like his eye. Oh yeah, LeBron just smacked you, fucking LeBron. asshole, LeBron. That is such a. That's that is that was that, might that was. Be, they're gonna hit LeBron for a flagrant on that. They've been hitting every. You player. already blocked him in the finals. Why you gotta block his face? Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, they're gonna hit LeBron with a flagrant one here. And now we have nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Ten point game. And it's it a is very winnable game. for the Heat right now, and I'm actually kind of excited. I am. I want this to come down to like the last three, two minutes. Okay, they did not go with a flagrant one. They did not. Okay, but anyways, they, we got we got just, Christian and Austin downstairs. We're about to record the lukewarm cinema podcast after this. I'm glad I was I, able just to to sit with you and talk today, bro. I know it wasn't like a structured podcast. Who needs structure? But we're gonna when get you, there. when you can just talk with somebody. That's there, the yeah. most entertaining podcast. You don't need to follow a schedule. You just need to talk. You need to have a good. You need to enjoy yourself. That's what podcasts. I appreciate. And it, I appreciate you feel, coming over. Can't feel more comfortable than on the GCP. I hope you guys enjoyed the GCP. Go ahead and uh, find us on Apple and Spotify. I'm also on Instagram, and I'm posting things on Twitter as well. 
um i would greatly appreciate it and i mean i like out of every podcast please go rate and leave me a review tell me what i need to improve on tell me what you want to see um and tell me how you liked it um with that being said we're gonna go watch spider-man one now and probably the rest of this heat game and then afterwards we're recording the lukewarm cinema podcast so appreciate you guys for listening i will see you guys next week Thank you.